Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and Fox 29 SanAntonio.com. Your San Antonio Spurs are back in action tonight as they host the Atlanta Hawks in the final meeting between the two teams this regular season. Atlanta is up 1-0 in the regular season series. Hopefully the Spurs can even things up. Tonight at the AT&T Center, the Spurs are 17 and 22, while the Hawks are 9 and 32. Yeah, 9 and 32. See, it could be a lot worse, Spurs fans. And also on the show, as mentioned, the Spurs are back home. But how do they look in the last four games on the road? We're going to do some takeaways. What did we learn about the Spurs away from San Antonio on this mini road trip? Uh, so to help me do that, I'm joined by Joe Garcia, Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And a home game, finally, huh? Yeah, finally, we're talking about a home game. The four-game road trip has finally come to an end, and we're going to go ahead and dive in, I'm sure, and and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly on this road yeah. trip as they went two for two, you know? Yeah, we'll dive into that later, but let's take care of the business at hand tonight. The Spurs and the Hawks hook up for the last time. Uh, you remember what happened the last time the Spurs and Hawks played in their gym, and the Spurs, they'll... Uh, Pretty much got beat up pretty bad. Uh, Trey Young was Trey Young. And, uh, well, hopefully the Spurs can get a measure of revenge. Uh, Joe, looking at two teams right now that are struggling. You know, the Spurs are coming off a, a loss, a tough, tough loss on the road uh, to close out their uh, four-game roadie, uh, losing to Miami. Joe, when you look at tonight's game at home, you know what is one thing you're hoping the Spurs can do tonight to get a W? Really what it boils down to is that they need to win the defensive rebounding battle. The Spurs mm -hmm. are winning the offensive rebounding battle, but they're not winning the defensive rebounding battle. Mm -hmm. uh, and they also need to make sure that they actually win the battle when it comes to points in the paint. Right. They need to actually win these, win the points in the paint because they, they can. They absolutely can with the aggressiveness of both, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan, then you have the young guns out there, DeJounte, you have, mm -hmm. you know, Trey Lyles, Yaka Portal, you even have Derek White, you know, Lonnie Walker. There's no reason why they shouldn't win the points in the paint. Uh, when they lose the points in the paint, that means that they're not doing their job from a defensive standpoint, and the other team's able right. to get into the paint. Usually, those buckets are going to be easy layups, floaters, jump shots, bank shots from about maybe 10 to 15 feet. And that means that your interior defense isn't working. That's why, to me, those two things are instrumental to the Spurs continuing to win games. Yeah, look, you're absolutely right, Joe. The Spurs have been one of the better teams in the NBA when it comes to just rebounding in general. But if you break it down further, as Joe pointed out, the Spurs need some help on a different type of glass rather than the defensive glass as well. Joe. You, you bring up a good point, you know, as far as that paint and uh, protecting it. You know, we've seen oftentimes this season the Spurs get outscored uh, in the paint uh, by a wide margin. It's lately been a little bit better, but there's still games uh, where teams are just running roughshod on the Spurs. I believe, um, was it, Joe, a game against the Clippers where they had like 21 dunks oh, in, in the entire quarter? Yeah. Uh, you remember that? Yeah. So that has been an issue for the Spurs. And you're looking at just simply – them doing what they've been doing all season long, rebounding. Just keep it up, but improve better on the on that end that you're talking about. And showing up that interior defense. The good news is the Spurs, uh, the Hawks are not playing well, as, so that should help the Spurs. Like they're in the last five games, the Hawks are one and four. 
And by the way, the Hawks have lost 21 games in a row in San Antonio. So the Spurs have history on their side. Now, when I look at uh, tonight's uh, matchup, I got to look at uh, Trey Young. Uh, I think the Spurs have to try to contain him. In the last meeting between the Spurs and Hawks, uh, Trey Young just went wild, especially in that fourth quarter. He just came alive, uh, torched the Spurs, was getting everything he wanted, uh, scoring. Uh, inside, outside, uh, he's he's a potent scorer, Joe. Yeah, he really is. Uh, when you have Trey Young, at least in that first minute, he scores 16 of the team's 38 fourth quarter points, leading the Hawks to a 108-100 victory back in November. There's what happened. The Spurs, if you recall, were pretty much neck and neck with the Hawks. Um, they, they 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 led by the half, by uh, and, and then. They even took a 78-70 lead into the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter was a breakdown versus Miami. We saw a fourth quarter breakdown versus the Hawks in Atlanta when Trey Young went wild. Joe, let's face it. They're going to have to get it done in the defensive end, and that is trying to contain the young Hawks guard. Joe, your thoughts? No, they they definitely do. It seems like every time these two teams meet, they have no answer for Trey Young. He goes off, and he's had big games against the San Antonio Spurs. And I don't understand why. I mean, the Spurs do have some young guards that should be able to keep up with him. But mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like Coach Pop likes those matchups. He doesn't like, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, uh, or even, you know, for, for even Lonnie Walker, should I say, to, to guard trade. You know, I, I don't understand the logic behind that. It seems like we get Bryn Forbes on a mismatch, or you're getting LMA to guard. Trey, you know, I, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like use your guards that are able to keep up with this guy because he's fast uh, and match speed for speed. You know, you just want a body in front of him to try to at least yeah. keep him honest. And to me, it just seems like these matchups that they're putting out there on the floor aren't conducive to the Spurs winning the game. It, it seems like they're trying mm-hmm. to really work hard for a W more so than they have to. And it just has to, it just boils down to the actual matchups, not the rotations, but the matchups that are out there uh, that Pop likes to run when the Spurs play the Hawks. It's a head mm-hmm. scratcher, Jeff. Yeah, look, Brent Forbes has had his naysayers this season. Uh, what, you know, he's, he's one dimensional, you know, and that one dimension needs to be on to forgive him for his lack of defensiveness. Now, look, you can't fault him. You know, that's just the way DNA works. He's that size. He's not going to get any bigger. He's not going to get any stronger, although he's tried in the offseason. But, you know, he may have added some muscle to him, but he can't teach height, as they say. And this is where the rotations matter. Lonnie Walker is going to have to get extended play, especially if Trey Young is having himself a uh, game versus San Antonio. I think a big body like Walker and Walker can keep up with Young could do well and bother him. He's he's a little, he's longer. He's he's obviously taller. Uh, he's likely stronger than Trey Young. So why not? Same thing with uh, Dirk White. I think Dirk White needs to step up his defensive uh, side uh, of his playing and Dejounte Murray. So those guys have a task tonight versus Trey Young. So obviously you slow down the head of the or they say you cut off the head of the snake. You should be able to beat this Hawks team. Joe, what's another point you're looking at tonight? that you would hope to see the Spurs do to get a W. I know it's it's sacrilege, and a lot of Spurs fans are going to agree with me. They need a, they need a bench, Bryn Forbes. Um, <laughs> over the course All of right. this four-game road trip, he hasn't really lived up to the billing. To me, it's 
he's a liability from the defensive on a defensive standpoint. And if mm-hmm. he's not playing good defense, he's not knocking down his shot consistently, meaning he's not making his open open jumpers, he's not knocking down threes. Get him out of the game. Insert Lonnie mm-hmm. Walker. Insert anybody else into that lineup that gives you some type of defense. Uh, that way, at least it'll be helpful to the team getting a W. Because mm-hmm. we saw what happened at that last game that the Spurs had against the Heat. To start the fourth quarter, the Spurs were already down, you know, and instead of uh, putting a, a different lineup in there that would give you some some defensive presence, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he goes and runs with Marco Beninelli and all but benches Lonnie for the fourth quarter. And what happens? The Spurs go down. They can't get back in. Throws the rhythm off. Then you have questionable calls. But all this stands from two players that really haven't lived up to the billing. They're not being consistent. And if they're not helping you, why does Pop continue to run with these guys in the lineup and give them extended minutes? To me, that makes no sense. Even though Lonnie might be inexperienced, he's still going to give you something, at least from a defensive mm-hmm. standpoint. You know, he can go out there and, and help you uh, guard the opposing uh, team's best players at times, you know, which are going to be your faster, younger guards. But I don't know, man. That To me, that's really what it boils down to. And it's really annoying because every Spurs fan, what did they tweet out every game, Jeff? Why is Brent Forbes out there? I know. Brent Why all is Marco yep. out there? You know, all the time. It's a broken record, man. And it's it's the truth. You know, they're not lying. <laughs> so that needs to change. Look, defense matters. And I guess the Hawks, it really matters uh, twice, especially uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. As I mentioned, you know, the, the, the Spurs lost in that first game and you know, the Hawks scored a, a then season high of 38 points in the fourth quarter. That's a lot of points in one quarter and the Spurs defense collapsed. Now, if this is anything that should help the Spurs and, and give fans, uh, you know, more confidence that the team should be able to get the win tonight, the Spurs are undefeated at home uh, when they hold teams to under 50%. So there's the proof of the pudding right there. You know, you get the defense done, Spurs, you should get Ws. You're perfect at home when that happens, and you contain teams to 50% and shooting or under. Uh, they got history on the side, too. As mentioned, the 21 uh, straight wins uh, for the Spurs over the Hawks. And, you know, it leads me to my next point is this. You are harping on the defensive end, and, and rightfully so. You know, the Spurs have this season been looking bad on that end of the court. We saw it versus Miami, especially that fourth quarter. But offensively, I think the Spurs need to give DeMar DeRozan help. He's he's on a tear right now. We know what he's doing. Uh, I don't have to go over the numbers, Joe. You don't have to go over the numbers. I think everybody listening right now knows what he's been doing of late in the last 11, 12 games. He's just wrecking it. He needs help. And you can't have guys go cold as the Spurs did in Miami. DeMar DeRozan almost probably can carry the team the entire game, but he can in in reality. You're looking at Derek White. You're looking at Patty Mills, uh, Rudy Gay. He didn't have himself a great night versus the Heat. You know, he needs to rebound from that and give DeMar DeRozan just that added second wing player. Not a wing player, but you know what I mean. Just another player that can be – a little bit more consistent on the offensive end, Joe. So, my for me, I think DeMar Rosen just simply needs help tonight versus Atlanta. Your thoughts? No, he does need help, but he can't do it all on his own. He's done a miraculous uh, job over the course of what, the last <laughs> yeah, week. Or he, so. he was even he was even yep. named what the Western Conference Player of the Week, and rightfully so. Exactly. His, his numbers were 
very impressive. But he does need help out there. And what what it what happens out there on the court, what's going on, and I see this a lot during games, when the Spurs share the ball and the ball is moving and they're actually setting screens for each other, and it's not just one screen. Sometimes it can be multiple screens. Uh, they're looking for, for a mismatch. There's movement to the offense. Nobody's standing around. You're looking for the pick and pops. You're looking for the give and goes, screen and rolls. You know, you have people active, especially in the paint, waiting there just in case somebody misses a shot so they can easily tip the ball back in like we saw against the uh, the Heat uh, in the last game. Mm-hmm. But when the defense gets stagnant and everybody's just standing around and there's no movement for, you know, in the offense, there's people just standing around, not moving without the ball. They're, they're trying to space the floor. I understand because that's the evolution of today's NBA, but in spacing the floor and just sitting camping out there beyond the arc, you're not helping your teammates. You're, you're going to the ISO ball and that's where the Mm -hmm. Spurs get in trouble in their offense. You're relying too much on DeMar DeRozan you know, give you, let me give you the ball at the top of the key, or let's go ahead and give you the ball on the side, you know, like maybe about, I'd say 10 to 18 uh, feet mm-hmm. uh, and to the side of the, the rim, you know, out of the paint, they'll go ahead and give the ball to, to DeMar because the angles are right there, you know, for him to be able to take somebody on one-on-one and try to give them with the, get them with the crossover and get an easy layup, bucket, floater, what have you. I understand mm-hmm. that. But he needs help. When that play is set into motion, you have to have people come off of that three-point line and be ready and be open just in case he needs help. If you're mm-hmm. so far out camping behind the beyond the arc, it's not really helping because you're not in the correct position to receive the pass. And that's what really irritates me because you see them play great ball in the first quarter maybe for, for spurts. Then the same thing happens in the second, but in that third quarter is where they get stagnant. Then when they get behind, especially in the fourth quarter, it all that that stagnant offense just seems to be amplified, and they get themselves out of rhythm. So mm-hmm. you can also rectify that by playing great defense, because the defense will turn into offense and create easy bucket, and you know they can go ahead and score in the open court. It's going to create those opportunities for you to score, which then you can look for your younger players and Dejounte or Derek or Lonnie to be explosive going to the rim, and that's what's missing right now. I think that's the missing piece. It's both the lazy offense and that lazy defense that they're playing. That's really. Uh, the, the cause for them losing so many games. One quick point before we are going to move away from previewing tonight's game. Now, look, I know Joe just had a lot to say right there, and I, can, I you can understand his frustration. Um, he just wants to see Spurs uh, win. and there, But there's signs that things are getting better. We know what they've done lately. We know DeMar DeRozan's been playing well. Um, look, look, as mentioned, there's 21 straight wins over the Hawks in San Antonio, so there's that. Um, the Hawks are not playing well. As mentioned, one in five in the last uh, uh, six games. But here's the thing, too, Joe. The Spurs they have they can do it offensively. They're third in the NBA in field goal percentage at forty-seven percent point two a game. So that's great. That's good. So the Spurs know they can knock down the shots. They're third in the league, and they're five and two at home versus the East. So there's a lot of positives going into, and the fact that they're home too. I think that helps as well. Um, they're coming off a four-game uh, road trip, which we'll talk about in a few seconds. So there's a lot of good things going. Uh, all in all, I think the Spurs should get the W tonight um, and even things up in the regular season series. And then adios, Hawks, until next season. 
but uh, Joe and I, we're not done. We're going to continue our chat about your San Antonio Spurs. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about that recent four-game road trip. All right, let's continue our chat with Joe Garcia. He is from Two Shots Podcast. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, real quick too, another good good sign um, that the Spurs have in their arsenal is their bench. Uh, they rank uh, third, I believe, in points per game at forty four point eight. So they 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 get production in the second unit, and they'll need that tonight versus Atlanta. So there's a lot of positives that Spurs fans should be looking at in um, in a in a frustrating season. For most of them. All right, Joe. The Spurs recently came off a four-game road trip, two and two. Uh, they got wins versus Toronto and, and Boston. Um, they got some L's, though, against Miami and Memphis. Um, two and two, Joe, in my opinion, not too shabby. Obviously, could have been better. Uh, but your first thoughts. What do you think about the four, uh, the four games away from San Antonio? This is really what what really troubles me about the Spurs, they're Jekyll and Hyde from any given night. You come out and you play against the Celtics after you beat the Bucks, mm-hmm. and you, you look good. And the Celtics are no slouch. They're, they're one of the better teams in the East and you really handled them. You won that game 129 to 114 played a mm-hmm. really good overall game. Then you go to Memphis and I knew this was going to be a good matchup for the Spurs because this young Memphis team is starting to gel at the right time. And defensively, this team really took it to the Spurs. And I knew that was going to happen. I, I wanted to see how the Spurs responded. They didn't have an answer mm-hmm. for this young, scrappy Grizzlies team. They just couldn't match their intensity. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's see how they do against the Raptors. The Raptors, they let this game for most of the what first, second, third quarter. Spurs finally made a run, and they came all the way back from being down by as many as 18, and they wind up getting the win. So it's like, wow, you know, maybe ha- this team has finally turned the corner. I mean, they used their defense, got stops to get themselves back in the game. Cool, mm-hmm. you know, let's see how they do against the Heat. Against the Heat, they just look mediocre. They just couldn't get any stops when they needed them. And And the thing is – they have the lead for a short period of time because of how they were playing basketball. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, Jeff, is they're showing you because they split this four-game road trip, they're still inconsistent. There's still a lot of aspects of their game that they're inconsistent at that I don't really see that changing. And, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that troubles me. You would think that we're already you know, at the halfway mark that they would rectify some of these issues, but we're still hearing the same old thing. Oh, we're getting better. We're we're continuing to work. We're we're getting things done, and we're we're on that upward trend. No, you're not. When you're splitting your road trip the way you are, and, and you're Jekyll and Hyde from game to game, that's not getting better. I want them to win four games in a row. If they can win four or five games in a row, then they turn mm-hmm. the corner. Until they can do that, expect more of the same. Well, when I look back at this four game road trip. I, I see a lot of the good. I see a lot of good that they did, that they can beat a top heavy uh, NBA team um, that being Boston and Toronto, that they can come back from an 18 point deficit and have the guts to pull out a win as we saw versus Toronto. Obviously the, the play of DeMar DeRozan, that goes without saying, that's a great thing to see that he's finally into form. 
the 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 fact that Lamarcus Aldridge is knocking down three has really helped him as far as the spacing is concerned. So I see that as well. And also, but but you could see, as you mentioned, uh, Joe, the Jekyll and Hyde in just their two wins and their two losses. When they're on, Joe, they're on. In their two wins in the road trip, 117 points per game. So they can put points on the board. Okay? Shots, too. 49% on the road. Two wins team, what they can do. They can rebound. When they got their two wins versus, remind you, Boston and Toronto, they gobbled up that board game. And they had a plus-minus of plus 8.0. They got 7.5 steals per game. 5.5 5.5 blocks. They get it done offensively is what I'm trying to get at, and defensively. It's there. It's just they got to play a complete game. We saw the collapse versus Miami in that fourth quarter. They 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 had a lead. There was how many lead changes, how many ties? They were neck and neck with the Miami Heat team, a very good Miami Heat team. They were controlling Jimmy Butler for most of the game until the fourth quarter came apart. Three-point shooting, that has to be more consistent. They, they cannot do what they did uh, versus uh, the Heat and just go ice cold in the final frame. And then then again, you have a double whammy, and then they can't defend the three-point uh, line, and Miami goes one, runs wild from uh, the long ball. He starts knocking down threes. Joe, you're right. This team is Jekyll and Hyde at times. But my takeaways from the four-game road trip is they, they're showing that they can get it done. As LaMarcus Aldridge said, and I agree with him here, because I think he was asked after the game uh, versus Miami, you know, about the moral victory. And he said, no, no, there's no moral victories anymore. And he even pointed to the fact that it's already, you know, the point of the season that they're in right now. And I like that. He's right. There are no moral victories. And he went on to say, quote, a moral victory doesn't do anything for us. And he's absolutely right. They got to start winning, Joe. Memphis is getting hot. And they're looking strong. They were in the eighth seed for a while, and then they flip-flopped, and now they're out. They can do it, Joe. I think they showed signs of life in the four-game win streak. Am I being too optimistic here, Joe? I think you are, because I'm going to throw some numbers at you right now, give you a dose of reality. We have 43 games left in the season. Out of those 43 games, the Spurs can only afford to drop 17 games, meaning Mm -hmm. 17 losses. If they lose 17 games, the magic number for them is to win 26 from here on out. If they mm-hmm. win 26, if you add the 26 plus the 17, gives you a magic number. That's 43 wins. 43 yeah. wins might be good enough to get you that eighth seat. It might be good enough to get you that seventh seat. But to me, that magic number is 43, which means from here on out, the Spurs can only lose 17 games with the 43 games they have left. You think that is possible, Jeff, because this Jekyll and Hyde thing, it's not sitting well with me. I, I have yet mm-hmm. to believe that this team has turned the corner. And and the bad part is we have the rodeo road trip, which is eight games against some of the better teams in the West that's coming up. I, mm-hmm. I need to see more out of this team before they hit the road, because right now is a critical juncture of the se- of the season. They need to finish January off strong because you're going to be hitting the road. That means that you cannot lose these games at home and you should be beating the teams that you should lay waste to, the lesser mm-hmm. teams that you're going to be facing. You, you can't have mediocrity. You have to find out a way to get things going and it needs to start tomorrow. I mean, I'm sorry, it needs to start in a few hours against the Hawks. It, 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 it's an absolute must win to me because after the Hawks, who do we have next? 
we have the heat and the heat yep. beat us 106 to 100. So mm-hmm. you need to string together some wins and it needs to start with the Hawks. Well, and I, and I hear what you're saying, you know, about the, the heat coming in and it's going to get tougher for them. Um, but in this, in this road trip, you, you know, you see this team, they can rise to the occasion, Boston, even Milwaukee at home before the road trip, uh, the win in Toronto. The, the playing against the upper league, upper, upper upper echelon team, excuse me, brings out the best of them. But when you drop a game to Memphis, a team that is good, is a very young team, but is athletic as hell and can play well, this, I think in my opinion, the Spurs played down to the competition. I believe somebody on the roster said it earlier in the season that that's one of their focuses, that they played down to the competition. And I think that happened. And it happened versus Memphis, and Memphis got them, and it popped them in the mouth, and we know what happened. All in all, Joe, my takeaway is this, is that even the hope is there, but you're right. At the same time, is that the window for them and that hope to flourish and to prove positive results and W's is, is closing fast. So it, it is weird. Look, look at us. You know, even you were talking about how they did in the road trip, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, I'm trying to look at the positives. And you're looking at some of the bad stuff. See, and it just that just sums up the Spurs season right there. I think you're, all players have to get on the same page. As I mentioned in the first segment, you can't have Rudy Gay play the way he did against Miami. Brent Forbes' shot's been off. Uh, Derek White, you, you know, his shot's been off. Um, so, yeah, everybody's got the same page, and they got to do it now. And if not, as Joe mentioned, the numbers, it's going to come crashing down. Joe, any final thoughts about the rodeo, uh, the rodeo road trip? Yeah, I keep on calling it the rodeo road trip. No, Joe and I talked about this pre-recording, <laughs> and he was trying to help me out. And I, he, he kept on catching me say rodeo road trip. And I don't know why, Joe, I got it stuck in my head. Okay, the four-game road trip. Any final takeaways from the four-game road trip? Four-game road trip, the Spurs did do some good things out there when they beat both the Celtics and the Raptors. Unfortunately, they just didn't show enough to beat the Grizzlies or the Heat, meaning they weren't able to get the stops when they needed. Um, The only thing they can take away from that is you can play better because you're capable. You showed yourselves you're capable of playing good basketball against some of Mm -hmm. the better teams in the East. I want to see that translate into some of the better teams in the West. I think if they can Mm -hmm. beat some of these good teams in the West consistently, it's going to boost their confidence. And I think right now, that's the key, Jeff. I think confidence is the key for them to go on a tear and possibly win four or five games. I think they're starting to trust each other. And mm-hmm. you can see that they're starting to play better because the stats will tell you that. You just want them to see, you want, the, you want them to turn the corner. You want to see them turn the corner. And I think that confidence is, is the lacking thing that they need. They need to get some wins here at home boost their confidence, go on the road, and continue to, to build upon that. So that's what I need to see from them. More confidence. All right. All right. Confidence is what Joe wants to see from the Spurs. Uh, quickly, between football season and NBA and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. So if you're the kind of guy or girl who likes to get a bet and win a little or a lot, try a parlay. No, for instance, for for instance, see, I'm getting the roadie road trip thing got me all messed up, Joe. So, for instance, if you liked a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. And where can you do this? Well, all at mybookie, mybookie.com. So, 
If you're going to bet this season, the smart thing to do is to go to mybookie.ag, to be more specific, because no one gives you more ways to win. You tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? Mybookie.ag wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. So if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. So just use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Uh, that's LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag, not .com, .ag. Today, you play, you win, you get paid. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, we are up against the clock right now, my friend. So quickly, tell us all about um, Two Shots and what's going on over there. For everything you need to know, you can. I'll make it simple. Just go to twoshotspodcast.com, and you can find us there uh, as far as our social media handles. And you can also check out our latest uh, podcast episode that just dropped with Hutch and Jonas Clark is our special guest. Oh, Hutch and Jonas, how are they doing? No, they're doing good. We had a good, good podcast. And just a word of warning, it is explicit. It's not for kids, man. So I even put that in there. So it, it's, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think the best way to say it is, um, let's see, um, maybe this. Two Shots Podcast is Netflix and I'm Disney Plus. So there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but anyways, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com for everything you need to know about your San Antonio Spurs from what Becky Hammond had to say about facing adversity and challenge, being challenged by her naysayers. It's right there on the Spurs Zone, as well as what is going on with the Austin Spurs and the young kids uh, out in the G League uh, developing slowly but surely. It's all there at the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether it be Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, iHeart. Don't matter. Lockdown Spurs is there. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs. Joe, quickly, though, who do you think wins tonight? Hawks or Spurs? A 21-game Spurs winning streak against Atlanta continues, or does it die tonight? I think the Spurs uh, do enough to win this game. I got the Spurs winning by five points, Jeff. Ooh, a tight one, huh, Joe? Yep, I think it's going to be a tight game, but Spurs are going to get the win. I think it's going to be something like, I'd say, maybe 110 to 105, somewhere in that neighborhood. But I, I think the Spurs are going to pull it out. Joe, at my age, I can't handle a nail-biter anymore. I can't. I, I, they they got to just <laughs> way lace the two. This overtime, Jeff. This game might go into well, overtime, the, so you never know. The Spurs, do play well in, the Spurs do play well in OT, so that's okay. But, yeah, I don't know if I, my, old, my old heart can handle it anymore. Um, yeah, so as for me, Joe, I, I agree with you. I think the Spurs do get a W tonight. Um, the coming back home is going to help tremendously. The home crowd is going to boost them. And um, considering the way they lost to Miami, I think that's still going to be, you know, having a bad taste in their mouth and the Spurs get a win. I do I do see it as a close game too, but I think the Spurs do separate towards the end of the game. All right. With that, uh, for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Lockdown Spurs.